Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, not here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. In his place will be my good friend, teen fantasy expert, Will, who has been on the show a couple of times before. And Chris is not going to be here uh, this week. He's on a skiing trip, so that's why he's not able to come. But he should be back next week for the... uh, 2021 fantasy preview but for now we've got a super bowl preview show for you guys today and will is here so will thanks so much for coming on the show it's great to have you yeah thank you for having me all right so today we're going to be discussing some news we're going to be discussing some trade news in the football world and then we'll be giving our super bowl predictions for this year which the super bowl is i guess this drops on tuesday so the super bowl is going to be in five days and then we've got Uh, some fantasy draft results for the Super Bowl. So we did like a six round fantasy draft for the Super Bowl, kind of like DFS, but it's like we did our own position limits and stuff. And it was two team league, not that big of a league. And uh, so we'll share the results of that afterwards, but it is good to be back. I haven't been recording here in 22 days. And for Chris, it'll be even longer next week. So it's good to be back. I did miss the show when it was on hiatus um, and we'll be ready to get started. So I guess we can just, Get right into news. Will, you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, sounds good. News. All right, so we've got a couple pieces of news to share, both about quarterbacks. And the first one is of a trade that's already happened. Matthew Stafford has been traded to the Rams for Jared Goff, a third-round pick this year, and a first-rounder in 2022 and 2023. And this is a big trade for both teams. The Rams trying to get that franchise quarterback that they wanted. Stafford's under contract for two more years, and they were able to get rid of Jared Goff's massive contract. But for fantasy, this is also interesting because I think, I mean, in my opinion, there's one clear fantasy winner for this trade. I don't know what you, about you, Will, but I think Matthew Stafford definitely won this on the fantasy side of things. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. He's definitely taking a, a big upgrade from his, offensive line in Detroit to his offensive line in LA because the Rams have one of the best offensive lines in, in the league. So I think that he, he'll probably get injured less, which makes him more consistent in fantasy because he has had a long history of injuries. Yeah. And I mean, the weapons, I agree about the offensive line for sure. And then the weapons in um, the LA versus uh, Detroit. I mean, you could argue it's maybe not a ton of an upgrade, but he's uh, got a good, they're very similar. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it more helps. It definitely helps the weapons in L.A. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. That should help their consistency. I mean, Robert along Woods with Tyler great. Higby as well. I agreed, um, but yeah, I think it should help. I, it should help the, basically everyone's consistency. It's a good win-win for basically all the weapons in there. Cam Akers will have a better quarterback at the helm who um, give him more space in the running game. Cooper Cup will become more consistent. Robert Woods was already pretty consistent, but he should get even better. So I think the Rams offense will be clicking next year. And um, mm-hmm. I, for Jared Goff and the Lions with Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones as free agents, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Goff has much fantasy relevance next year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically the fantasy impact. I think trade-wise, you can argue about who won, who lost. Some people think too many first-rounders were paid. Other people say that, like, one of the first-rounders is attached to Jared Goff's contract, and the Rams had to trade that to get rid of it. I thought it was a pretty fair trade for both sides, which might be an uh, I agree. Yeah, definitely. It was very fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I was seeing a lot of people saying it wasn't. I don't know if this is a very popular opinion, but, I mean, getting rid of that contract for the Rams, that's worth 
two firsts and a third for Matthew Stafford for two years because Stafford's yeah, and Stafford definitely wanted out of Detroit. He did not like being there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, I, I I would agree. I think it was it was a mutual parting of ways, but I do agree that I think I mean he's probably sick of that team after a while. Exactly. And he did say he nixed the New England trade destination, which Matt Patricia went to New England as a coach. So uh, after getting fired from Detroit, so that might have been part of it. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. And then the other piece of news is something that we sort of knew for a while. Deshaun Watson has publicly requested a trade from the Houston Texans. There are a lot of options for teams that could trade for him, potentially the Jets, the Bears, the football team, um, a lot of, but I think the Jets is one that he said he, or he hasn't, I don't know if he said it or it's just been leaked that he has maybe preferred but, I mean, depending on where he's traded, like if he's traded to, for example, the football team, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, their stock is skyrocketing after that. Yeah, there's a lot of different teams. There's a lot of different rumors going around with him. And I feel like there's a lot of good places for him, but I've heard that he wants to go to the Jets the most out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, if the, the Texans don't seem to be interested in trading him now, but if they do, I think my prediction would be the Jets as well. But – um. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Deshaun Watson obviously will help out his wide receivers as he's a dual threat quarterback. You got to watch out for his legs as well. But exactly, he didn't throw to the running back a ton in Houston, which may have been part of the scheme. But I mean, that's a lot of times like a quarterback kind of thing. So that would be interesting to see how the running game would work. Um, based on maybe a different scheme or just how he plays, but he's obviously a great player. You never, you almost never see a quarterback of his caliber on the trade market. I know he's, he's one of the best. Yeah, for sure. I think top five in the league. Um, but yeah, I would say top three, maybe. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the Super Bowl preview. We're just going to give like our prediction for the Super Bowl. And then we're going to give the fantasy draft results. This will probably be a shorter episode than usual, but uh, make sure to come back next week for our way too early 2021 fantasy preview. And Chris should be back for that. So the Super Bowl is happening this Sunday between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas city chiefs. And I think it's going to be a close game because the Bucks, obviously on a hot streak, haven't lost a game since November. Their defense has been playing fantastic. Tom Brady, with all of his weapons, the best wide receiver group in football, in my opinion, uh, has been thriving. And they've made it to the Super Bowl. He got bailed out even after throwing back-to-back-to-back picks, although some of them, you can argue, weren't his fault in the NFC Championship. But I think it's going to be a close game. Will and I's predictions both have it being close, but we have different predictions, different teams who we think will win so will what do you think is going to happen in the super bowl um i think that the chiefs are going to win and this might not seem that out there of a take but i i said that it would be 28 to 24 which is very similar to their last game of 27 24 where they beat the bucks in week 12 and i i like how you said how they were on a win streak but their last loss did come from the chiefs so and Tyreek Hill just absolutely smoked the Bucks in that game. So I don't think that they'll be able to hold him any better than they did that game. Yeah, I mean, I think I have to agree that it's – I mean, I well, I have to agree that it's going to be close. I actually have the Bucks winning. But, like, I, I if anyone can stop the Bucks, I agree that it has to be the Chiefs. And it's like – another crazy stat is that, like, Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost a one-possession game or hasn't lost a game by more than one possession 
since college. So this is going to be a one possession game if the Bucks win. And I had them winning 34 to 31 because they've been on such a hot streak. But I agree, Will. I mean, the Chiefs were the last team to stop the Bucks, And so that, I mean, I think it's definitely going to be close. This is going to be one of the more enjoyable Super Bowls we've seen in a while. Yeah, if the if the Bucks are going to have to win, they're going to have to something. They're going to have to do something to stop killing Travis Kelsey because if they don't, the Chiefs are just going to run all over them. Yeah, I mean, and they've, I don't, I won't say they've got the defense to do it. I did have them giving up thirty-one points. Nobody really has the defense to stop the Chiefs, but if anyone can, I mean, the Bucks can at least kind of get close. Mm-hmm. All right. So we did a six round fantasy draft of like sort of like a DFS thing for the Super Bowl. And we randomized the picks and Will had the number one pick. And our roster construction was as follows. We just did one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers and a tight end. So we did this before the show. So we'll be revealing the results. And I mean, I'm looking at this and our teams are very similar, I think, in terms of uh, how many points they'll actually score in fantasy. But or how many points they would score. And we really took like different strategies to this, but Will had the number one pick. So, and I think um, there is a pretty clear number one that he did take. Obviously I was going to take Tyreek Hill. So I did just, he's just too good to be ignored. I I couldn't, there's nobody else who I liked more than him. I thought about Travis Kelsey, but I ended up going with Tyreek. Yeah. I mean, that 200 yard game sticks in people's minds. It's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, the, the, I guess Carlton Davis, the corner who was covering him for most of that. I mean, he seems he shut down Michael Thomas in the, uh, earlier in the playoffs, but then he absolutely got torched by Tyreek Hill. Definitely two different types of wide receivers. So, um, we'll see if that happens again. I mean, he's definitely someone to be feared in the Super Bowl, and I really like the pick. All right. All right. And who did you take round Um, one? My number two, the number two overall pick, my first pick was Travis Kelsey, just because of the edge that he gives at the tight end position. Obviously, it's only a sixth round draft, only six players starting, but Kelsey is going to be pretty much indisputably, in my opinion, better than any Buccaneers tight end. That's why I took him in the first round. And then I picked up Leonard Fournette because Will's strategy seems to be to go wide receiver early. Mine was to go wide receiver late. I think they turned out about equal, but... Uh, since there isn't a ton of running back depth in the Super Bowl, and since we had to take two each, I decided to secure one early with Leonard Fournette. Yeah, and my my round two, as you said, I went for wide receivers, so I took Mike Evans. He's another one who's just too good to be ignored. He's been great this postseason, and I think he'll continue that. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely the Bucks wide receiver of choice at this point. It wasn't as clear earlier in the season. It's more clear now, and then you've got another pick. And then I took Gronk, just Gronk and Brady together. That is also a very powerful combination. And I think Gronk is going to have a very, very good Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I like the pick as well. Uh, I think you can't really go wrong with a Bucks tight end. I think obviously Brady's been thrown to the tight end a lot. Cameron Brate's been involved as well. So, uh, but I like Gronk as a pick for the Super Bowl magic. Um, I've got two picks. So my first was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who is the starter in Kansas City. Le'Veon Bell has really not been involved at this point. And I don't love his ceiling, which is why, like, after my draft, if I would have done something differently, I might have gone, like, Mike Evans. I don't know if I would have gone Mike Evans around two, because I do like Fournette's potential. It's just I'm not really excited about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, even though he is the starter as my RB2. And um, 
So I went with Tom Brady next at quarterback. I took Brady over Mahomes because if I'm picking the Bucks to win, I kind of have to pick Brady as well. I don't know if Mahomes, while he can run, his legs don't tend to be as much of a factor as guys like Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson. So I think Brady, it's not like Mahomes has this huge rushing baseline that gives him a significant advantage. And I think Brady throws for 300-something yards, maybe high 300s three or four touchdowns. He's got a red zone target in Mike Evans. And so I picked Brady over Mahomes for the Super Bowl. That was a smart pick. At this point, I was thinking maybe I should take Patrick Mahomes. And I realized that I didn't have to because there was nobody else who would be able to take him from me in the draft. So I decided to go with Ronald Jones just because he's, he's very, he's very skilled. And I think that he could be do, he could do better than Leonard Fournette because he had a better, way better regular season than Leonard Fournette. Yeah, it's going to be hard to predict who. I think, I mean, if I had to pick, I would say Fournette gets more carries, but there's, a, I mean, Bruce Arians has been very fickle with his running backs. Sometimes it's all Ronald Jones, sometimes it's Fournette, sometimes it's in between. And I mean, you had to get a running back at this point. So I, Ronald Jones was the best option available. Yep. And then I took Daryl Williams because I, Clyde Edwards Hilaire just got shut down against the Bills. He only ran for like seven yards. So I think that Darrell Williams will be the more productive back in this Super Bowl. I mean, no running back on the Chiefs can really be trusted because of the Bucks' great defensive line. But I feel like Darrell Williams is going to be better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, and he's actually – he's sort of taken like the Le'Veon Bell change of pace role. So um, definitely also the best player on the board after Ronald Jones, who you also took. And, yeah, that's why I didn't really like the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pick. He's just not very trustworthy right now. Um, but I realized that, I mean, since you already took both of your wide receivers, didn't really have anywhere I needed to go. And now rounds five and six, I'm just going to pick up the two wide receivers left. Chris Godwin goes first for me because he's been with the team longer. He's been more consistently productive. And then I'll get Antonio Brown as well. So Will still has the clear edge at wide receiver, but because wide receiver is so deep, I did get some at least decent options. I just hope Brady throws to them in the red zone. Yep, and then with the final pick, I took Patrick Mahomes, obviously, because I needed a quarterback. And I think – I know you said that Mahomes wasn't very good with his legs, but it's really his arm that does the most damage. And his his weapons with Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Michael Hardman, he has so many good people to throw to that I feel like he's just going to dominate them with all the skill on their offense. Yeah, I mean, I really don't – I don't know if you can go wrong with either quarterback option. And um, I mean, it's not that I don't know if it's that Mahomes isn't good with his legs. It's just more like his arm talent is the main thing that shows. And he doesn't actually end up running at the ball a ton because he just doesn't really need to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So that is it. That was episode 54. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF for more sports content. Um, you can follow our podcast at SGF pod. Follow Chris. Uh, the usual co-host at Chris underscore SGF. And you can follow our live sports talk show, which we do weekly on Sportscaster from 7 to 8 p.m. The link is in the description, and that's in Eastern time. So you can follow us on Twitter at SG Sports Talk. Um, this was a fun episode. And, Will, thanks for joining me once again. Yep, thank you. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time.